0: welcome back everyone to another episode of bbp news i'm Nicholas Rod. chris Baker's here with me and we are back for another monday morning episode chris start us off with the normal monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this week
1: In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny with a high of 70 degrees. In Houston, Texas, there are thunderstorms with a high of 64 degrees. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy with a high of 42 degrees. And in New York City, it is sunny with a high of 48 degrees. Nick, starting to finally feel like November. The cold is here.
0: Yeah. The cold is definitely Look, 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 look. I want to tell you right now. I saw possible snow. Uh, coming up this week in our area. You you saw snow. I, I saw a possibility for snow. um, And I don't know if I'm quite ready for that. I'm okay with the cold weather. I've actually been wanting it to come this time around. Don't ask me why. But snow, I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet.
1: Now, I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Right? This weekend, we were in the 60s. Right. Um, it got up to seven. And then I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I saw Sunday that Monday. It was starting to get down to cooler weather. So I made right. a nice soup Sunday night for dinner. But, anyways, I saw the cooler weather and I thought, I'm ready for a snowstorm.
0: Who are you? And what have you done well, with the real Chris? I don't know. I don't and get I it.
1: Where he went well, because. That's oh. I wow. don't know about you, but I'm getting instant flashbacks when we had this conversation last year, where I said no snow before December first.
0: Yeah, uh, I we mean, we've had many conversations about just no snow in general, uh, especially on your end of things. I typically don't mind it all that much, but like you you've been very adamant on this show before about having no snow, and you're telling me right now that you want a snowstorm, and I'm over here telling you that I want cold weather. What is happening to us?
1: You know, I've never been against, I've never been anti-snow, Yeah. but I don't want a snowstorm every single week.
0: Right, well, that's fair. I, I don't blame you with there at all.
1: But you know what? If we get a foot of snow this week, I'm fine with that.
0: You know, my guess is we aren't going to get a foot. From what I saw, it might just be some flurries, but...
1: That's not enough.
0: It is what you know. We're getting there. We're I getting want,
1: there. Just I want three to four inches by the uh, right before Thanksgiving.
0: You're you're giving Mother Nature a quota. I am. Let's see how that goes. T- tell me if exactly she... how that goes, please. You
1: know, the last time I gave her a quota, Nick, we got a uh, three feet, of <laughs>
0: <people>. and she <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that again. Twenty four inches. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. That that has not played out for uh, played out well for you at all. Well,
1: you know. You know, they say the definition of insanity is repeating things.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and there's also the the factor if you win some, you lose some, so.
1: You know, I think you've gotten that thing from me. (laughs) (laughs) So if Mother Nature wants to, I I wouldn't be against it.
0: Okay, well, you know. And you're not against the cold, so. We're learning things and we're growing on this show. I'm proud of us. (laughs) Never thought the day would come. No, neither did I.
1: But anyways, we got some news to get into and you might be uh, thinking to yourself, why is it taking them so long to count the votes in Arizona and Nevada? In Arizona, as of Thursday of last week, about 2 million ballots have been already been counted, but hundreds of thousands of ballots are still left to be counted. Look, Arizona's Maricopa County is one of the largest voting jurisdictions in the country. That means There's a ton of voters in that state. Early voters can mail in or drop off their early ballots as late as on election day and still have them counted. They call those the late earlies. Late earlies need to be signature verified, processed, and counted. According to Maricopa County election officials, 290,000 late earlies were dropped off on Election Day, that's 70% more than 2020. It's the highest number in the county's
0: history. Then, of course, they have about 17,000 ballots that were cast on Election Day that were impacted by a printing error, and these votes still need to be counted. Now, Nevada has a very interesting rule. Nevada state law allows mail-in ballots to be received until Saturday as long as they're postmarked by Election Day. This means that counties were still receiving ballots by Saturday that are valid and still need to be counted. And in addition to waiting for these valid ballots uh, that were received until Saturday, Nevada also has about 50,000 early ballots that were dropped off on election day or mailed in with valid postmarks. And that was just by Thursday. Now, here's the thing. These counting laws are in the spotlight because It just so happens that both Arizona and Nevada have had very close and very critical uh, Senate races. That's why people are hyper-focused on these states. However, there are still multiple states that are counting ballots, and these include Alaska, California, Colorado, Maine, Maryland, Montana, New York, Oregon, and Washington. So we are still looking at all these states as they continue to count their ballots.
1: A federal judge in Texas has joined the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals to strike down the federal student loan forgiveness. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of a borrower who does not qualify for the full $20,000 of debt forgiveness and another who is ineligible altogether. The lawsuit claims that the Biden administration violated federal procedures by denying borrowers the ability to give public comments before unveiling the program. The judge in this ruling said, quote, in This country were not ruled by an all powerful executive with a pen and a phone end quote. Not that it matters, but yes, the judge was appointed by former
0: President Trump. So what does this mean? Well, essentially nothing because the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has already blocked the program nationwide, while that panel decides whether the six Republican-led states that sued even have the legal standing to bring the case in the first place. Now, these six states are claiming that President Biden doesn't have the authority to create the program without the approval of Congress, and the Eighth Circuit does not have a timeline for when they're going to rule on this matter. However, looking at Thursday's ruling, the Biden administration has not... Not commented on the matter however it is expected that the department of justice is going to appeal the ruling
1: the inflation report came down for the month of october and don't get it twisted it's still high and yeah i'm sure your wall is still feeling the inflation but it's definitely down from september according to the new government report the cost of all the things we buy eat and used was 7.7% higher than it was in October 2021. So yes, that's up over last year, but it's actually down compared to September of 2022 when all the things we bought, ate, and used was at 8.2% and down a lot from June high when it was 9.1%.
0: Now, as Chris said, your wallet's probably still feeling this. Now, why is this? That's because shelter, gas, and food were all up. And October, These are literally the things that we use and need on a daily basis. So you might be wondering what's actually causing the decline and the difference between September and October. And really the decreases come from the cost of things like used cars and trucks, uh, medical care, apparel and airline fares. Now, this report is going to affect the Federal Reserve's decision on interest rates when they meet next month. They will likely still raise interest rates once again. However, with the inflation numbers starting to come down a little bit, it may not be another so-called jumbo increase. It may just be a half percentage increase this time around.
1: It looks like the Republicans will hit that magic 218 number to take over a slight majority in the House of Representatives. But here's the deal. The Republicans, if they do indeed take over, will have to elect the Speaker. California Republican Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has been extremely vocal about his desire to become Speaker of the House for years.
0: But with such a narrowly projected majority in the House, McCarthy is going to have to make some concessions to get the different factions of the Republican Party, including the MAGA wing on board. And there are some House Republicans already publicly speaking out against supporting McCarthy in the Speaker vote, and others are laying out their demands for McCarthy in order to secure their votes. Now, this is making things very interesting on two different fronts that we're going to be looking out for. The first is if the Republicans do, in fact, take over the House, what is their majority going to be? What are those numbers going to look like? The other front that we're going to be looking at is will McCarthy actually end up being the Speaker? Again, these are things we're going to be watching out for as these events unfold.
1: Getting into rapid news, Catherine Cortez Masto has won the race for Nevada's senator, which gives Democrats control of the Senate for the next two years.
0: And also, Elon Musk has contacted Twitter's remote employees, telling them to return to the office and to expect difficult times ahead. Nick, what do you got for
1: this Monday morning good news?
0: All right, so for this morning's good news story, it's just kind of a, a beautiful story In the end here as little infant Isla ended up having to spend four months in the hospital before she was able to come home. And the reason for this is because she was actually born months early, months early. And when she was born, she only weighed 1.18 pounds. And when they did some testing and when they were uh, going over her, they found a hole in the heart and a level two bleeding of the brain. So they, the doctors only gave her parents about a, a 10% chance of Isla surviving. However, she pulled through. Six weeks later, uh, the mother was able to see her and spend time with her. Uh, Both parents were able to. And so it started to really look up from there. And four months after she was born, Isla was able to return home. Even more than that, she's healthy. She went home at 10 pounds, 8 ounces. So they've really gotten her weight back up. And so everything really turned around, going from 10% chance of survival to going home four months later, healthy, happy. And it's just truly a wonderful story.
1: It really is. Um, 10% chance and four months later coming home. That doesn't happen every day, so no. that's just, you know, an amazing story. It,
0: it, it just warms the heart. It puts a smile on your face. It's nothing too, you know, complicated or anything like that or long. It's just one of those stories that you can't help but smile at.
1: Exactly. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. We will be back here Wednesday morning with an Idiots in the News. But before then, Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with another Eye in the Ball episode. But until then, enjoy the start to your work week, everybody. Bye, guys.